Welcome, everybody, to the Week 9 Recap Eyes on Big Podcast. I am your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Uh, yeah, so um, I think... Awesome big, Saturday. <laughs> I think Big Kurt and I deserve a medal for uh, coming down into the uh, uh, basement and uh, actually recording this podcast, because right now we are too... Wounded Duck Big Ten podcasters right now. Well, I'm not promising that I'm not going to mail this one in. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be something that we said about a couple of teams that we uh, cheered for yeah. this weekend. But uh, All right. Just kidding. Uh, nothing but pure podcast gold from here on out, Always. I promise. So, all right, buddy. Start it off with the weekly Eisman. Yeah, let's kick it off with the Eisman candidates for this week, brought to you by the Downstairs Athletic Club. Start off with Javon Leak, running back Maryland. Five carries, 140 yards. I'm going to repeat that. Five carries, 140 yards, three touchdowns. Also had a 97-yard kickoff return. It's a nice day. Not too shabby. Kasim Hill, quarterback Maryland. You seeing a pattern here? 11 and 19, 265, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Tanner Morgan, quarterback Minnesota, 17 and 24 for 302. Very impressive. Three big touchdowns, one fairly costly interception, but a great game by Tanner. Isaiah Bowser, running back, Northwestern University, 34 carries, 117 yards, one touchdown. Finally, Trace McSorley, quarterback, Penn State University, 11-25 passing, only 167 through the air, one touch, one interception, but also ran 12 times for 63 yards, a big, long touchdown run there. Who you got? Um, Again, reflecting on my... Previous comments and previous podcasts, I'm usually going to go with a guy that comes up with a uh, big game in a big situation. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go Trace McSorley. Uh, not stats that are going to fly off the page, so to speak. No. But the toughness flew off the, the screen, uh, meaning the TV screen, um, to be in a tough game to play in against a tough defense, tough conditions, cold, rainy. Uh, gets his knee bent, hurt, whatever it was that happened into the tent that he went, came out. That was maybe the best part of it, right? That would just that he was damaged and he came back and back. did all that. Yeah, and then and he hundred percent. I he didn't have lateral movement. I, you could yeah. tell, but he could run straight ahead and he ran for a long touchdown that was huge. In yeah, the game. It was like a fifty-one yarder. Yep. All right, you're going with Trace, huh? So I I also I appreciate the big situation. I think the Gophers had a big situation against. For a sure. beatable team at home on Fridays. That's why I'm going with Tanner Morgan here. I mean, this is easily the best quarterback performance that Minnesota's had all year. Without him, they would not have won this game. He kind of at one point almost coughed it up there with that costly interception at the end, but 17-24, 302. Wow. Big performance by Tanner. So with that said, we might as well get right into the games. Let's jump into was- it. would uh that's the first game we'll talk about so again uh michigan ohio state Rutgers on by so that gets us uh, to friday night minnesota 38 indiana 31 the gophers with 482 yards of total offense to the hoosiers 385 right back to that guy tanner morgan um coming in relief from annexted uh, we had kind of talked about in the last podcast that uh, uh going to tanner morgan 
for the backup. Uh, that didn't mean the offense was going to change no. or go go concerned. In fact, we even kind of said probably the opposite. They'll they'll probably chuck it around a little bit more because that's uh, Tanner Morgan's got that in his DNA, and I think it showed on Friday night. Well, you had mentioned watching the spring game and thinking that Tanner was the better option at quarterback from what you saw in yeah. that game. I th- it looks like it to me. I think this offense just runs better with him out there with having that little bit of that dual threat. And he's only a redshirt freshman. I know, too. isn't that so crazy? I had uh, I was under the uh, uh, incorrect notion that he was older. Um, looks older. <laughs> he looks like yes, Trent Dilfer. Actually, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he kind of resembles his head coach there with that chrome dome. I, th- I think that's why I thought he was older than he was. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Tanner Morgan. We're ripping on your hairline, man. But um, we don't look much better. <laughs> <laughs> we got an excuse. We're old men, so. Um, yeah, no, this was a huge game for both teams. Uh, yeah. The the winner suddenly looks just fine for a bowl. Yeah. The loser now has a complete uphill battle. Absolutely. To get to a bowl. Um, bad conditions. Uh, wasn't the most uh, raucous, raucous crowd that you're ever going to see. But Minnesota was still able to uh, get up for the game. Got up huge in the game. In yeah, the game. I, it was embarrassing. I was texting my buddy Alex that I always text, and, and I was like, man, this is humiliating. I feel bad for you. Crimson and Corey was an absolute must-follow during the game, yep. watch, uh, watching them react to Indiana getting down, but then Minnesota giving all of those points and that lead up uh, with uh, Indiana coming all the way back. I think it was 31-9. to 31-9 at one point. They yep. scored 22 unanswered and really did it with the hot hand of Peyton Ramsey. And then what do they do as soon as they tie the game up? They hand it off three times to Stevie Scott. That, um, that was curious. Yeah. Um, because because of, of the follow-up Twitter on Crimson and Corey and just kind of reading through comments, there certainly is a lot of frustration just overall with the coaching staff and I think yeah. the play calling. Well, mostly the offensive play calling seems right. to be the big frustration. I get it. I, I get it, that, too. That game was another microcosm of Indiana's season. Yeah. Old. I mean, it wasn't just the end there in the fourth quarter. There's just There was plenty of times throughout the game, and I'm not a big guy of questioning play calling, but it just there were times it just didn't seem to be making any sense. No. I mean, initially, they were moving the ball really well on the ground, and then they just, eh, let's just get away from that. Yep. We're, we're moving it too well. Let's try passing. Let's slow things down here. And then once they got hot passing, they go away from that. That was weird. It's yeah, strange. they they inexplicably <clears throat> do the opposite of what yeah, seems they to went be Costanza. and they do do a lot of the third and seven throw it a three a third and five they route. They love doing that. That is don't insane they? how often they do that. It's, yeah, it's weird. And if it worked occasionally, okay, go to it. You know, you catch it, but it's you not make working. The, it's not working. No. It never works. Stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then on the Gopher side of things, uh, in sports in general. When you're you have a big lead, in this case thirty one to nine, you yeah. give up that lead. How often does the team dig back down and actually pull those games? Not out? very often. Like fifteen percent of the no, time. No, that maybe? was it was um, a, a great job by the Gophers, and I'm gonna go ahead and say particularly by their coaching staff, not letting that happen. There was a lot of blowback against them on Twitter that I saw. Huge. The, the, but hold I, on, I, the the Twin City media, uh, Big Kurt and I are not. Members of the PJ Fleck no, fan club. We call him, lovingly call him Boat Boy often. 
but the blowback, like you just said, that the Twin Cities media gives to uh, the the whole Gopher football program, yeah. and then Fleck in general, it's it's gotten ridiculous. They love piling on, but let's look at what happened here. So they were up thirty-one to nine. They had two fumbles and an interception in a matter of like what four possessions or something like, and and a punt, throw a punt in there. That's not coaching. No. That's players. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's just players, players not doing do the right thing. So I give the coaches a lot of credit from the Gophers. And, a, and another place to give the co- coaches credit, I don't know if you saw this, but offensive coordinator Kirk Sigaroka walked up to P.J. Fleck and said, do you care if we just go ahead and win this game on one play right here? And Fleck said, go for it. Really? And then that was dialed that. up the bomb to Bateman, to Bateman that yeah. won the game. So Bateman's a stud. He is going to be a Absolutely. stud in this league for two to three more years. Um, the one thing I want to point out, too, is awesome to see Shannon Brooks back out I'm, there. I'm he could have been that. a weekly Eisman candidate. 22 carries, 154 yards, and a yeah. touchdown. He looked like he had not – looked like he had just played – a game all season, or you know, what I mean? it didn't look like that was his first game. No, it's pretty amazing. I mean, he's only what nine months removed from an ACL. Yeah, it was an ACL. It's, ACL. it's a major knee injury. I know that, but yeah, he was actually on the honorable mention list for the Eisman. Definitely I, I had him there. We there. just didn't list him off. So yeah, great job. And Good hopefully he's Shannon okay. Back. He got hurt. He did get hurt again. Yeah. yeah, and they're saying it's the other knee, not the one. Right. But they they're not saying yet on how bad it is. And so then hopefully he's all right. Speaking of Ty Johnson, also got a little nicked Dinged up in the game. Yeah, but all the stars showing up. Gophers win. That moves them to four and four overall. They get their first win in the Big Ten to go to one and four. Indiana falls to four and five, and they are one and five in the Big Ten. All right, so then that moves us to the Saturday games. First one up. Nebraska 45, Bethune-Cookman 3. The Cornhuskers had 468 yards of total offense to Bethune-Cookman's 355. Um, another thing to point out, J.D. Spielman. Uh, we don't list out the uh, special teams uh, stats, but special teams was big too. J.D. Spielman with a couple big returns, one of them for a touchdown. Um, long story short, Nebraska was supposed to score a lot of points and move the ball. Well, they did that, and they they blew out a not very good low-level team. Yeah, this is just a tune-up game for Nebraska. There's not a whole lot to say here. I mean, Martinez had a great game. Azigbo did great. Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman, all the, the usual cast of characters here. One thing that was very positive for the Cornhuskers, five penalties. Five penalties. Yes. Yeah, and you can't tell me that doesn't have something to do with the fact that cuz probably the thing that you're most surprised or or uh, happy with if you're a Nebraska fan, they part Bethune Cookman barely put any points on the board. I mean, right. 339 yards is not I mean, that's that's a pretty low total in today's college football it is. world. Um I would say under 300 yards would be the goal if you're playing a lower level sure. opponent like this, but still there's been times this year you were not sure Nebraska could keep local high school teams That's true. under you know 400 yards of offense and under 10 points like that. So you I, you got to walk away happy with the defense if you're a Nebraska fan. Yeah, it's pretty encouraging, and I see this game this team winning another game or two before the end of the year. Yeah, um, for on, sure. On Twitter, actually, was on the side of some Husker fans earlier okay. today, um, from t- tweeting from the podcast Twitter account. Okay. Okay, so the Husker Football Fan Podcast has a Twitter account. Okay. I've never listened to that podcast, but they were saying something about this. uh, Now we know what an SEC team feels like in late November when they schedule a cupcake and basically just have a tune-up before next week. And some Bama fan came in, and I was just – 
just liking a bunch of the comments in there. And the Bama fan reached out to me and said, hey, why aren't you liking any of my tweets? What? <laughs> yeah. I just retweeted it. Check it out. It was crazy. Wow. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly, it, I didn't even think about it, but I saw a lot of that on Twitter myself as far as pointing that out. This It, it really is. This was fantastic for Nebraska. Yeah. It's great. I mean, they, they needed another game. I, it's basically practice. Yep. And, and and they, you know, polished a few things up and probably be better for it next week. For sure. All right. So the win moves Nebraska to two and six overall. Uh, they are still one and four in the Big Ten. Next game up, I think this would be a, a surprise to a lot of people. Michigan State, 23, Purdue, 13. The Spartans put f- up 426 yards of total offense. That's surprising to me. The other surprising thing, the Boilermakers only put up 339 yards mm-hmm. of total offense. So uh, as far as the uh, 11 o'clock games, this was the one that I tuned in the most to. Um, there is a look and a feel to Michigan State games, and that's what Purdue was in the whole game long. What a difference a week makes. Uh, this Insane. offense just could not get anything going. And then following Purdue, meaning Purdue, following the hammer and rails, which is actually called cancer sucks right now on Twitter was for Tyler Trump was um, was I don't know if it was funny or entertaining, but they were pretty good during the game. Just uh, total despair compared to last week when they just throttled Ohio State. But uh, great job by Michigan State, especially defending Rondell Moore. He had 11 catches, but only 74 yards. Right. That's incredible. Um, David Blau, rough, rough day. Uh, three interceptions on the day. I mean, that is completely opposite of how that guy's been playing Did you this see year. Brom just totally melt down at the end of the game on him? Yeah. That last interception. Um, I th- and I think he was – Rondell Moore was right next to Blau as well. Mm. Uh, I think there was general yelling going off in the direction of yeah. both. I mean, I saw a lot of people going nuts on Twitter, but, I mean – Coaches coach. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I mean, coaches Rome's, yell. Yeah. I mean, every, and I understand we're in a different era, whatever the heck you want to say about that stuff. But yeah. if you do something wrong, you typically get chewed out uh, in the, so co- it was in the college pool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, obviously, if it's something that uh, he's getting personal, which, which, which we don't know, we no. didn't hear what was being said. If there's something really bad that David Blau, you know, would have, would have an issue with it. But I don't think any of that's happening. I think basically, uh, Brown expects more from his team, and mm-hmm. that is not what he was expecting his team to look like a it, week after Ohio State. Blau was just staring blankly into yeah. the distance. You could tell he was just like, okay, when are you going to be done with this right. and, just, and just move on? So um, how about the coming out party for Rocky Lombardi, quarterback, <laughs> is, Michigan State? Is that the great – that's if you either were, – the greatest football name of yes. all time. Oh, it is. Or – I mean, but he could double as a boxer, too. It's True. like the greatest – Boxing Tough name guy for sport. first, and then football name for your last for your last name. Yeah, it's kind of insane. But if you were if you were to let's say building a player in Madden, you know, <laughs> right. th- you would name him Rocky Lombardi, or that that's just the name that they or, would generate. Right. That, like There's that's who point. you draft. Yeah, right. Rocky Lombardi. Yeah, uh, had a pretty good game. Twenty nine of forty nine, two hundred and seventy seven yards, two touchdowns. Throwing to who? I don't know. You know, well they mean? spread it's, it around yeah, quite a bit that's what in I'm this saying. game. It was kind of reminiscent of watching the Indiana offense. It was just a different receiver every time. Um, I, I counted it I up. Don't, it was a soft coverage that Purdue was in 
all yeah. day. I mean, every time they wanted to go to that five, seven yard hitch, it was there. Right. I, I don't know what was going on. And and we I don't know. We probably haven't talked about it enough, but it is just <laughs> insane with this sport how different you can look from yeah. one week to the other. I mean, everybody knew the line was favoring Michigan State because people expected a letdown from Purdue. Mm-hmm. That, that is very common. It's an understandable thing. This was even more than I thought. This oh, yeah. Was, this was insane. Like I, I said, I, they I got, had picked Purdue in this game. I did, I, too. I, even, I think I even said, I'll take the bait. <laughs> I said, so right. I took it, and it was wrong. I got I got the, the bait there, the trap sprung and, and got me. I'm still surprised at how poor Purdue looked in this yeah, game. Yeah, it, it's one thing to lose the game. It's another thing to just be completely inept offensively. You don't expect that ever from a Jeff Brom coach team. How about that hit by Tyreek Thompson? Oof. That was incredible. That is, for me, the play of the year that I've seen so far, just a devastating hit, and then comes up with the interception at the same time. And, of course, the commentators were just begging for a targeting call. They wanted it so bad, and Twitter wanted it so bad, and they didn't get it. I was so proud of the refs for not calling that. That is always – that might have been the highlight of the day for you. It yesterday. was. It went yeah. downhill fast after that because <laughs> that was towards the end of the game, I believe. All right. Uh, so with the win, Michigan State moves to five and three overall, three and two in the Big Ten. Purdue falls to four and four overall, but still in the Big Ten West hunt at three and two. Next game up, we got another surprising one: Northwestern thirty-one, Wisconsin seventeen. The Wildcats had three hundred and forty-nine yards of total offense to the Badgers three hundred and twenty-three. Here we go. Northwestern is doing Northwestern things again. You know, have you ever seen a program that regularly goes from horrible to good every single year? It is the same the script same every way. year. It's always a bad spring followed by a great October and November. It's Th- been that way three of the last four years. Yeah, this is a team that lost to Akron, by the way. And they shouldn't have lost that game to Akron. Well, they were up big on Akron true. in the game. I'm, but, I mean, that's a stupid game that Northwestern should not they have lost. But, pretty bad against Duke. Yeah, no, they looked horrible versus yeah. Duke. Um, they held and general- by the way, another quality win that they have is Virginia. They beat Virginia. Or wait, was that, no, was, that was Indiana. That was Indiana. Yeah. By the way, okay. Sorry, I, I screwed up, but. Indiana beat Virginia. Virginia's winning. Their That's <laughs> not great. Yeah. Okay. I, meant, I should have put, pulled that out with Indiana. But anyways, uh, Northwestern has, again, the, they have done it again. They're figuring out uh, ways to win. They have smart players that are making smart plays. Yep. But then they've also found a running game. Yeah. Could you imagine a few weeks ago? That, that they'd have someone that would run 34 times for 117 yards. And that's not a great average. No, but it's not. It, it's but it's enough. still effective. Um. Because Clayton Thorson only threw the ball 30 times. I mean, you, yeah. that's low at this point sure. for, for what he was doing. Um, but he didn't have a great day. No, not at all. 167 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Right. Neither one of these teams looked good on, Well, on no, that's Saturday. true. But how about early in the game, it seemed like Northwestern finally found their, their short run game guy. And it was Clayton Thorson. Right. He yeah, snuck he it nif- like five times in the nif- first he half. He was looking nifty, man. Well, then there, there's that one where he scrambled in. He had two touchdown runs in the first half. But remember, that's part. That's when he's healthy, that's part of his yeah. game. No, I get it. I get it. But Jonathan Taylor, they held him to 46 yards rushing. And, and two fumbles. And two fumbles. Yeah. Boy, that's 10 on his career, I want to say. I didn't know it was possible to keep Wisconsin, I just didn't see that. I was I was completely wrong about that. Everybody that was uh, 
uh, commenting and predicting mm-hmm. Northwestern to win this game. There was a lot of people predicting it because they saw all the injuries that had piled sure. up for Wisconsin's defense. I certainly saw points on the board for Northwestern in the game. Um, I did not see that effort out of Northwestern's defense. Um, they did it, but they did it. And they looked good overall. You know, they, they don't have the greatest pass defense, but it looked good yesterday. Of course, part of that's probably Hornibrook is out. Jack Cohn was in, but in all honesty, I don't know if it made any difference. No, I don't think, I think it made a huge difference, yeah. but I think we asked before the game, is Hornibrook being out a good thing? No, probably not. I, I pulled a couple Badger buddies. They they wanted Hornibrook in the game. I mean, there's it, you he's know, better Paul, than Cohn. yeah. I mean, Chris, Paul Chris knows football more than than any of us. If he thought that the backup was better than the starter, he would have made that decision oh, for sure. a long time ago. But yeah, um, th- it's gotten to the point now for Wisconsin fans where this is officially it's a crappy year. Yeah, they don't feel great about no. The, it's anything just which right which mid to low tier bowl are we going to, and let's try again next year. Yeah, uh, uniforms for Northwestern just atrocious. I'm they got to burn those things. I'm done with the gray. Isn't alternate supposed to be occasional usage? Isn't that kind of the the yeah. definition of alternate? Doesn't that mean they have a and normal like, one? And probably a part of it is I just. I just like Northwestern's unis. They're great. When I love that block N. They have one of the best helmets out there. And you then you never see the purple helmet with a white N, which is supposedly their standard helmet. And the Northwestern stripe, right? The skinny, yep. fat, skinny, which is their invention. Oh, and by but. the way, ran into a few Northwestern grads when I was out last night with the fam. We were doing some bowling, and I saw this guy wearing a Northwestern shirt. I'm like, oh. You you fan or did you go there? Oh, I went there. Him and his buddy. So yeah. I congratulated them yeah. on a big win and a great season so far. Nice. And wished them the best yeah. of luck for the remainder. Uh, Northwestern fans have been awesome on Twitter. So um, I'm happy for them. I I am as well. I think everybody's a little bit surprised, but hey, screw screw uh, you people <laughs> that uh, doesn't believe in Northwestern. That's how I would feel if I was a Northwestern fan right now. I think that is how they feel. Uh, with the win that moves uh, Northwestern to six and three, five and one in the Big Ten. Wisconsin mm. falls to six and three, and yet another team that is three and two in the Big Ten. Okay, two games <laughs> left that we got to talk go. about. Maryland sixty three, Illinois thirty three, and I am not mistaken with this next stat: the Terrapins had seven hundred and twelve yards. 712 of total, huh? off, total offense. How many Illinois did they have last week? 493. Yeah. 115 um, last week. 115 yards Put and zero points bills. last week. Over 700 yards and 63 points one week. I don't, who had the bigger one week turnaround? Uh, Maryland good or Purdue bad? Well, I would say it has to be Maryland. Maryland, good. yeah. Uh, touchdowns. They these are the the yardage numbers for their their touchdowns. Fifty four yards, forty three yards, twenty five yards, twenty seven yards, forty three, sixty four, and forty six yards. Uh, four hundred and thirty one yards of rushing for Maryland. Five players had at least fifty yards of rushing mm. in the game for Maryland. Again. This is old school NCAA football video game stuff. Yep, where you just uh, you just got everybody to carry. In the well, game. let's point out that Kasim Hill is now an outstanding pocket quarterback. All he needed was his, his remedy was the Illinois defense. Um, in his okay, so I listed off the the touchdown yardage. Right here's Kasim Hill's passing numbers this year. 
Good game to open it up against Texas. 222. Yep. 121. 56. 117. 62. 76. 47. And now 265. Jeez. That's an all-time high for him, by the way. Yeah. Um, I have never jumped in, and not just because of you. I feel like I would have had this same stance even if you know we didn't have a podcast together and you were an Illinois fan, that the all of the shade that's thrown at Lovey yeah. has been overdone. Yeah, it's starting to well, this collect. Is, well, absolutely. I mean, you can't you can't uh, ignore this. this Seven hundred yards. Yeah, they're they're they've been they're getting worse. They were they were actually better at the beginning of the year. They were much better at the beginning of the year. They were better last year. This is more or less the same defense as last year. They lost a few players. Um, a couple of them they kind of wanted to leave because they were kind of cancers. But for the most part, it's the same defense, just a little older. They were ranked 89th last year, which yeah. is bad. You know where they're at this year? 125. Oof. There are four teams worse than them in all of FBS. And they got a couple tough games still on the... They're not winning another game. Yeah, you'd said that to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I thought you were being really harsh, but no. I'm not seeing it right now. Nope, they pretty much suck at everything. They can't throw, they can't catch penalties at awful times every single week. No separation from the receivers. Horrible pursuit, bad instincts, no execution. I mean, you name it, they're bad at it. With the win, Maryland goes to 5 and 3 overall, another 3 and 2 team in the Big 10. Illinois falls to 3 and 5 overall and 1 and 4 in the Big 10. Last game Big Ten game of the week probably was the the closest game, the best game, if you want to call it that. Penn State 30, Iowa 24. The Nittany Lions had 312 yards of total offense. Iowa had 350. Um, I think the first thing I'm going to start with is uh, Nate Stanley, and Mm. there's a quote that somebody told me a long time ago that I always get a kick out of that I think applies here. Some days you're the pigeon, and some days you're the statue. Yep. And on this day, Nate Stanley was the statue. Um, <laughs> it, I, the, you know, he's a good kid, and I still think he's a good quarterback. He is. I'm glad that he is the quarterback of you, my football you team. Be. His, he, he's a conundrum wrapped in a riddle, though. Like it is hard to figure this kid out on what you get series to series and, and game to game. Well. So we know he has one or two horrible decisions every game, right? Does he have one horrible game every year? Did he had a have one? He la- certainly had last one last year versus stinker? Wisconsin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So maybe this was just his game. I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, crazy game. Just an insane. All the stuff. I mean, two two safeties. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I was annoyed last week at the. Uh, all the mentions of the six, four game from right. 14 years ago and that there was two safeties in that game. Okay. Another safe, two more safeties in this game. It was very, very, very wet, quite windy mm-hmm. conditions. Um, so not a fantastic, you know, conditions to play football. So you typically see issues with ball handling in games like this. Um, Penn state did everything they could at the beginning of this game and in other various parts of the game to gift the game right. to, to Iowa. 24 points I will put up on the board. Not one of those points was by the offense. All of it was by special teams and the defense. Wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. um, so 
obviously it was on the same time as the Illinois game. So I have two screens, but I, it's just hard no, for me to pay attention. And you know, I'm watching the whole but thing. So. But I see the safety, and then I see another safety, and then I see the the fake field goal for. And I'm like, oh, I was just gonna absolutely destroy Penn State and run yeah. away with it. And I kept looking over, like, what is going on? Why, yeah. why can they not pull away? And why are they now losing? It was crazy. Um, and we'll talk about Penn State here in a little bit. Uh, uh, Iowa ran the ball just fine. Yeah, the defense traveled and played mm-hmm. well. I mean, Penn Penn State is it's a good offense, and yeah. Iowa kept them to 312 yards. I think it's very hard to That's pin not that. Bad on the defense most of the points that penn state got was field goals and short field touchdowns the only exception was the 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 ballsy uh 50 yard run by uh trace mcsorley which i again i give that guy all the credit in the world Uh, point i'm trying to make is iowa ran the ball well defended the run well defended the pass well pretty much their special teams came up with a touchdown Everything was going just fine, except for you. You can't, you can't win a game with your quarterback playing that bad. Well, he was eighteen of forty nine passing, yeah. which is just awful. Two hundred five yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and he missed that wide open one to Hawkinson. Yeah, it I mean, is, he could have just lofted it up there. So fourth and one, and Iowa goes for it, runs a play fake. Literally, the he, he no one near a play fake. He was the he, he deserves credit for having yeah. an amazing play fake and the, hit it behind his back. There wasn't anybody within twenty five yards. There of was Hawkinson. no one else in the screen. No, it looked like and he, he was, overthrew him by 5, 10, 15 yards. I know it was unbelievable. Never, it's inexplicable. Never, and I understand. <laughs> I totally get the whole easiest throws are the hardest to make sometimes type of stuff, but just but locked was, it up there that was really bad that was really bad and you wonder in the sports world like if you believe in string theory meaning mm-hmm. every everything that could happen has a you know million different i would love to know what that game would have looked like had he hit that pass does he does he settle down and then have a good game at that point do you remember what the score was or would have been at that point that would have put him up by two scores that would have put him up yeah. 21 to 7 Good chance they just run away with it from I there, think there's right? A chance that they do that. James Franklin called Trace McSorley the best player in the country, and I'm not going to argue with the guy. He's the toughest. He's, I'm not going to call him the best player in the country, but I mean, I'm just not going to argue with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he is either. I mean, and, and then uh, Iowa had every chance in the world after all that went down. Trace McSorley did throw a pick six. To yeah. Geno Stone, who, That's by right. the way, um, Geno Stone went on like nine recruiting visits to Penn State. Are he, you serious? Yeah, he's a huge Penn State fan. It and was he his, flipped? The only offer he had was like Akron or something like that. And then Iowa offered him at the 11th hour. Oh, no So kidding. he went to Iowa. He's a really good D-back. Uh, wow. Talked about it this week. And then he had a pick six to bring Iowa back in the game. Iowa defense forces another punt. They go right down the field. There's uh, three minutes left Mm -hmm. in the game. They're down by six points. They have first and goal. Yeah. And, I mean, first of all, it would have been nice just to run the ball right there. I mean, number one, you want to take some time off the clock. It's a good idea. Um, They had a pass called in the huddle. Then they they did the kill, kill, kill. The play that that Stanley wanted to go to Mm -hmm. would have been wide open. Sure. Had everybody there gotten the play call and they didn't have to rush the snap 
They rush the snap. He throws it. Fans looking around, doesn't yep. even know what the call is yep. yet. Um, I got to put that on Stanley. Yeah. It, when you are rushing Bad things decision. like that, you got three timeouts in your pocket. Sure. Oh, by the way, Kirk Ferentz was on the field calling a timeout. Oh. There is a video of the line judge seeing Ferentz. Yeah, I saw that. He walked out. And didn't call it. Does, doesn't call the play dead, and they let it go. It was in Happy Valley. <laughs> by the way, worst name of a valley ever. There's not. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't get the happiness. There, yeah, I don't but, get it either. Um, but yeah, I mean, Penn State again. You you got to give them credit. Now their fans. This was. This has been a Penn State Franklin staple here to lose these games to give up these big mm-hmm. leads down the stretch. <laughs> they almost did it. Yeah, again. That's true. They did find a way to to pull it out. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, but I really do feel like. I mean, certainly with Iowa fans. Uh, but Penn State fans, too, nobody walked away from that game feeling good about themselves. No, and you mentioned there's not a whole lot of teams in the Big Ten feeling good about themselves yeah. right about now, and I think that's true. Michigan yeah. and, I mean, Michigan State, they had a big win, but their Still, season is, is not I think Northwestern fans. Northwestern and, fans, yep, okay. They North, feel, Northwestern, they Michigan. The best right that's now, about it. Yeah. Everyone else is pretty down in the dumps. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. So with the win, Penn State goes to 6-2 and two overall. Three and two in the Big Ten. Iowa falls to six and two overall, and yet another team that's three and two in the Big Ten. There is a big quagmire of teams. In, I mean, in the Big Ten West, Northwestern yep. has the lead. Don't get yes, me wrong, do. but but with still a lot of uh, interesting games. By the way, this is therapeutic. There. Yeah, yeah. Just does. just talking about just this. talking out. It just yeah. feels. Should, a, I feel better be on a couch. I feel. Like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a chase All lounge. Right. All right. So moving. Around the country, Georgia pretty much killed Florida, won that game. Clemson absolutely killed Florida mm. State. Did you see the picture of the, the guy, fan? Reading the book. With his shirt off. Yeah, the, yeah. Getting he's some... a professor at Florida State. Oh, is he really? He Boy, was. that's their worst home loss ever Yep, in history. 49-point loss. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky escapes uh, Missouri. Um, there was two oh, was games crazy. that – had that stuck out to me as far as lines and spread, which mm-hmm. was uh, Purdue, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody thought shouldn't Purdue be favored right. in this game, and then also Kentucky. Yeah, that one Missouri. was weird. It's like seven points for yeah, Missouri. Missouri right? was favored yeah. by a touchdown. It's crazy. Uh, it played out how the pretty how the just, desert yeah. people wanted it for Michigan State, but not Missouri. Missouri lost the game outright. Yeah, big win by Kentucky. Um, Wazoo got down early to Ooh. Stanford, but came back and won. So they are still alive. That's the only team in the Pac-12 that is alive. There was just craziness in the Pac-12. Yeah. Oregon got absolutely thumped by mm-hmm. Arizona. Oh. Um, Utah is still rolling. They they destroyed uh, – I can't remember who they played, but the, the two teams that looked UCLA. the best – UCLA. Yep. The two teams that look the best in the Pac-12 right now is, is obviously Utah and, and, and Wazoo. Can you believe Gardner Minshew was actually going to go to Bama and just ride the bench? Crazy. Why would you do that? I, I this is proof. he's having more fun doing this. I, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, what well, a couple of Notre Dame kind of just just pretty much yeah, manhandled um, Navy. And by the way, that was in San Diego. We were tr- we were trying to guess where that game was at. We were totally wrong with that. Um, and then SEC uh, Mississippi State, who has just looked like crap mm-hmm. for a couple weeks now. They beat Texas A&M. Yeah. The AP Texas A&M hangs on to a twenty fifth ranking. Wow. And Mississippi State vaults up to like 19. 
It is the stupidest Mississippi thing. State is not a number nineteen. They team. are not that good. No, they're Their not good at all. Been, I mean, they got a pretty good defense. Don't get me wrong, but that is just ridiculous. ACC Syracuse beat NC State. There is a chance Dino. we got the college football playoff rankings coming out on Tuesday. That's right. Um, my, the, it is a possibility that Clemson will be the only ranked team that is in the ACC. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, NC State ain't going to be ranked. Unless they put Virginia or Syracuse up yeah, there. Yeah, maybe Syracuse. Syracuse could got a chance. Possibly be ranked. Isn't that insane, though? Yeah. I mean, Good it's going to be one or two, two teams in the ACC that are going to be ranked. By the way, Tuesday, I always have that day marked on my calendar. I count down every year for the first college football playoff rankings. If you can feel the sarcasm coming through your speakers right now. I should, should hope so should, because should. I'm laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess for the college football rankings that one, two, three, four, five is going to be pretty easy. One's Bama, mm-hmm. two Clemson, uh, three Notre Dame, four um, LSU, maybe LSU. You could, you could switch around three and four and then five Michigan. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. And as far as college, yeah. uh, big 10 teams, I think Michigan, like I said, will be ranked five. I think Ohio state will be right around 10. I think Penn State mm-hmm. will be right around 14, 15. Yeah, I, I would that. think Iowa would be hanging in there around 20-ish. 20, eh, 22, 23. Yeah, okay. um, Northwestern, Michigan State? Yeah, it's hard to to not rank Northwestern at this point, I isn't wonder it? If, I wonder they're if five and be, one in conference. Right, and they're hot. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if they, if they make that rank. Love but, that committee. The committee is uh, going to be something that we're probably going to uh, rag on. For the rest yep, of these we'll save that. Probably, well, we'll save a. Yeah, we'll, we'll there's do a, a whole. We'll that's do a, a whole another podcast. We'll do a podcast on that, on that eventually. We, yeah, but we'll be ragging on them in the meantime. All right, um, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. A little sh- a short episode this week. All right. I Nothing think wrong with that. Kurt and I are going to shut her down. We're going to hug hug it out. Here, yeah, try to try to move past this. But uh, anyways, that was the week nine recap of the eyes on big podcast i am jeffrey the greek and this is big kurt all right thanks for joining us talk to you soon bye